How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees. If you're new to the channel, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button if you enjoy the video, and obviously turn on little ding notifications for when the video is posted. We're doing daily episodes, catching you guys up on all the spring training news. In today's segment, we are discussing four of the standout players for the Yankees so far in spring training. There has been a couple. We're going to really try to focus, and at least I am, my four guys are going to be really prospect-specific, um, really going to go towards, lean towards guys that we just don't know much about or they're kind of just getting onto the scene, some big names that we all very familiar with, but performing excellent um, and making some good cases to join this team and the 26-man roster. But, Ryan, before we dive into it, how do you today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, again, you know, the Yankees, I think, have had a really productive spring. You know, yes, there have been some injuries, but a lot of the injuries have been to guys who aren't impacting the Major League team right now. So they've been fortunate enough to avoid those. Um, but they've had guys who you, you know, you were excited to see how they'd play, um, you know, come out and, and really put on a show. I think we've seen uh, quite a bit of excellence for, around around the diamond from a lot of different guys. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of younger guys really stepping up and performing pretty well this spring. So I'm really excited to hear what you've got in store for us in terms of which guys you've been looking at this spring training that have stood out to you. So right off the bat, I think we can both agree that Anthony Volpe is one of the top guys that should be on this list, right? Anthony Volpe has, aside from that one game where he grounded into two double plays, has been absolutely electric yesterday. The kid was on fire, leads off at the homer, hits an awesome single right through the gap to left field. Um, this is a player who, when he gets on the base paths, he is dangerous, man. He has stolen two bags already. He has an RBI, a homer, four hits, and three runs in just 11 at-bats, hitting 364 with a 417 OBP and 1.144 OPS. This is a very, very talented player. We've seen him play shortstop and second base so far, and he's looked very, very comfortable at both positions. When he was playing shortstop, we saw him turn that double play. We saw him have that nice transition to second base that they couldn't end up turning the double play, but it was a nice throw off balance. He's just a high IQ guy. Second base, equally as impressive, smooth. Everything looks efficient. Fundamentals are on point. He has transitioned from glove to hand as, as fast as you're going to see of any prospect out there, any player out there. So at this point in time, I am very much like Anthony Volpe is ready to take on the MLB. I don't think that they're going to have him take on the MLB. I think they're going to let him start in, in Scranton, try to figure out this kind of infield logjam, try to trade IKF. A couple things that could really unfold here, but you know, putting uh, Volpe in AAA, it's not going to stunt his growth, right? It's just going to make him better. Everyday reps is what they want him to experience. Ultimately, they don't have a starting job to give him right now with Glaber Torres still on this team. Oswald Peraza um, essentially having the shortstop job. It's his to lose. And then third base, you have Josh Donaldson and IKF, whoever the hell, DJ LeMayhew. Um, so right now, there's just not a starting spot for Volpe, and they want him to be getting consistent at-bats and developing and continuing to take those steps forward. So I believe that we both um, know he will be in AAA uh, to start the 2023 season but nonetheless this is a very fun player to watch on a daily basis we're having a blast experiencing his greatness in spring training now you're going up against some minor league guys some major league guys but he's been kicking ass across the board ryan what are your early impressions of volpe and just how he's been up to this point yeah, no, so Anthony Volpe has been remarkably impressive uh, in, in a lot of different facets. You mentioned the defensive side of the game. I think his defensive IQ and his defensive skills have been uh, extremely undersold to us. Uh, so far, I think he's looked really good defensively. Um, as you mentioned, at second base, I think he's excellent at the position, quite frankly. Um, I, I think that's a position that he could win a gold glove at. Like, I 
which that's not a position where you have, you know, not that defense isn't good at second base, but you don't have a tight in defensively at second base. Whereas at shortstop, you know, you're going to be facing a Jeremy Pena for a gold glove. Uh, and that's going to be a really tough gold glove to ever try to win, even for an Oswald Peraza, right? Jeremy Pena is an excellent defender. So, you know, at Cor- you know, they still have Correa in the American League. So there are some guys there who are consistently going to be in that uh, gold glove voting. But at second base, I think he can win one. I really do. Uh, I think the glove's there. Um, the bat, you know, the bat has been remarkably impressive, right? He's been hitting the ball hard, averaging 90. 3.2 miles an hour on his exit velocity um in, in terms in terms of you know slugging he's slugging really well he's slugging 727 despite hitting 364 so you know he's got an iso above 300 this spring and i know that that doesn't really matter in terms of you know um you know that doesn't count towards your regular season stats but is it impressive to see him hit so well absolutely um he's extremely fast he's in the 95th percentile in terms of home to second sprint speed so you know that's that's remarkable right this is a dude who might be one of the fastest players in baseball um, and, and having someone that athletic, having someone that rangy at, you know, one of the infield spots um, and, and giving them a chance to be your leadoff guy. You know, I, I think I saw a lot of things I really like in terms of what I get from Volpe as a leadoff hitter. And I think it should be the leadoff hitter at some point during the season for the New York Yankees consistently. Absolutely. So let's talk about another prospect here who's really been uh, blowing our socks off, Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez has really put some impressive stuff on the baseball diamond. He's in double A, right? He, he's probably about half a year, a year behind Anthony Volpe. This kid is 20 years old. He is 20 years old. He's got the frame of freaking Stanton already. This is a, uh, as people say, he's a freaking Martian. You don't find human beings with this athletic profile, this much talent at 20 years old. This guy has the makeup. If he continues growing, developing, maintaining his confidence, he's going to be a superstar, right? This is just a ridiculous player. Seven at-bats this spring, two hits, four runs, a homer, RBI, and a stolen bag hit in 286 uh, with a 444 OBP and a 1158 OPS. This is a tremendous young player. He barely had any experience in AA last year, guys. He played five games with Somerset, and this guy just walked into spring training and is kicking ass. I mean, it, it seems like all of our prospects that have had opportunities, aside from Matt Bowman, it seems to me that everyone has stepped up and doesn't look phased at all. Carlos Narvaez, an A-plus guy, is in Hudson Valley. Uh, you know, we're seeing Andreas Chaparro in double-A last year. It was tremendous. Walks in, two homers, a grand slam yesterday to, win the, to, to end the game. These guys look like they're unfazed. It's, it's incredible. They are just mentally prepared, psychologically fortified to be an MLB player. And it's unbelievable. Jason Dominguez has been nothing but impressive. I am so excited to see his growth and continued development, Anthony, or Ryan, rather. How are you feeling about Jason Dominguez right now and how, what he's put on this diamond so far? Yeah, so, you know, looking at things with with Jason Dominguez, I mean, he's beyond impressive. I think to say that he is has been someone who's impressive, I kind of undersell some of the raw to, tools he has. You know, we've seen him hit a, a home run in elevated baseball nearly 110 miles an hour, which, you know, there's a lot of more, there are a lot higher max exit velocities, right? You know, it's not like that's the greatest exit velocity we've ever seen on a home run, but it's still remarkably impressive. You know, it's hard to elevate the ball and hit it hard. Um, it's a lot easier to just hit the ball straight into the ground 110 miles an hour than it is to lift it uh, 420 feet um but quite frankly you know if you're looking at the tools he has as well you know he's very disciplined he's someone who's maintained a very low chase rate um if you look at his double a stats you know yes in the regular season it was not impressive it was quite ugly he had a sub 600 ops uh in the regular season with somerset but then you look at the postseason man he was he was scary i mean he put up a one five 
one five the OPS. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's not human, right? You know, that's those are those are insane numbers. So you know, looking at what he can provide to the New York Yankees, looking at what he can uh, bring to the table for the Yankees. You know, he's a player that I think is remote, remarkably dynamic. I think he gets undersold for a lot of reasons that have to do um, with, quite frankly, the first year he had in 2021 where he didn't perform to that level, and so people kind of wrote him off. Um, I'm I'm calculating his OPS and AAA double A right now, combining the postseason. It's over a thousand, right? So in his first 47 plate appearances regular and postseason an OPS over a thousand at double a which is supposed to be that big leap that's supposed to be the the level you play at that you're supposed to struggle you're supposed to play terribly at first it's supposed to really kick your ass and it hasn't kicked his his it hasn't at all as you mentioned unfazed these guys trust the process they have they trust their game they trust their talent level we've heard this when we've talked with Spencer Jones when I've talked with Carson Coleman just how much they trust their process how much they trust their talent level how much they trust what they bring to the game and it's continued to it, it kind of rings through the entire organization these are aren't just a group of guys who are talented these aren't just a group of guys who are humble these are a group of guys who are confident in their own abilities who know that they have the talent to get it done i'm remarkably impressed with jason dominguez and just level of maturity he's shown at such a young age yeah like you said all these prospects that you've spoken to they just seem ready for the big stage and it's it's a lot of baseball a lot of what baseball is for what it's worth is mental fortitude you know how many players have we seen the yankees churn through because they can't handle being a yankee in general aaron hicks has struggled because of that joey gallo was literally thrown out of town ikf's you know situation last year he even said there's quotes of him saying i was sitting on my phone reading all these things and i just couldn't even like i i, I was so down on myself and i had to stop looking at it and that's why a lot of players like you look at any other sport you know, look at Daniel Jones of the Giants, the quarterback of the of the Giants never have social media accounts because it is a brutal job. It, you know, it's tough being a, an athlete in New York because we are so passionate um, and people are so passionate. They end up just being very um, hostile and critical, which is, critical is not a bad thing, in my opinion. I think it, being objective and critical is certainly a part of being a fan. Uh, but the hostility some people show is certainly out of line. And a lot of players have to go through that. But I'll say this. Another prospect on my mind that's performing exceptionally well, um, Andrea Shaparo. We're going to do a little video right after this if you guys want to learn more about Andrea Shaparo and what he's done for the Yankees so far this spring and where we see him playing. Um, but he has been awesome. This is a player that, like I said, double A last year. He was tremendous in double A over about 64 games, I believe he played. Over 11 at-bats in spring training. The guy is 6'1", 200 pounds. He's 23 years old. He's ready to take the jump to the triple A level. I think you can agree with that, Ryan. He's making a strong push to get some opportunities maybe down the stretch as a DH, especially if Stanton misses any time. He has 11 at-bats um, in spring training. He has three hits, two homers, six RBIs, two runs. Obviously, one of those hits is a grand slam that put the other uh, four RBIs on the board. But, Ryan, when you look at Andrea Shaparo, this is one of your guys. This is a guy that you highly advocate for he is someone that you've contacted in connection with he's a buddy um you know he knows your stuff he's read your articles he obviously knows you're a big fan of his and i've been you've been following him for a very long time how awesome it is to to see that that and have that validation that you were kind of spot on with this guy because he's been kicking some serious ass so far in spring training yeah so you know all my pride in terms of like happy and joy regarding this goes directly towards Andre Shaparo. This is a dude who hasn't gotten an ounce of like national support from the media in terms of prospect rankings. He's again left off the Yankees top 30. And I understand that there are concerns that he won't be able to find a position defensively, but he's looked better at first base, number one. And number two, quite frankly, I'll take a guy who doesn't have much of a glove, but has the level of bat he has, right? He's been absolutely impressive in spring training. You know, two home runs, both of them crushed, right? You know, he's hitting 273. He's not, he doesn't look overmatched. His slung 
percentage is over 800 in spring training. The exit velocities are there. You know, we're seeing things, and he's playing some more first base, which he played a lot of in Somerset. Um, you know, I imagine he's going to continue to play more first base. Quite frankly, the Yankees don't have a lot of first base prospects. You look at Austin Wells, who's actually currently injured, uh, and, you know, you look at him as maybe someone to move to first base, but he's dead set on becoming a catcher, right? So, you know, you're not going to sit here and say, oh, well, he's dead set on becoming a catcher. We'll bank on him to be our first baseman, right? You also need someone who's got experience at the position. As Chaparro gets more comfortable there, I think he'll be, he'll, he's a natural fit for that position. Um, the bat is remarkably impressive again. At the minor league level, you know, last year, he wasn't just good. He wasn't just impressive. He was remarkable. He was the best hitter in the Yankee minor league system, arguably, last year. He had an OPS north of 900, a WRC plus north of 150. He didn't strike out over 20% of the time. He hit 25, 20 home runs. He had a 370 OBP. He, hear, he nearly hit 300, right? Like, you typically see guys, again, who, you know, they, they're out in front. They're trying to pull the ball. You know, they're trying to hit the ball hard. They're trying to hit home runs. You know, you see guys with, with approaches like that tend to suffer in the strikeout department. Or because they're hitting the ball in the air so much, you know, they don't have a great batting average because your bat is pretty low. But he's figured out a lot of those things, right? He's con- This is two years straight post-pandemic of him continuing to be one of the best bats in the minor league system for the Yankees. You know, I don't know if I'm missing anything here. You know, quite frankly, I don't see any flaws in the offensive game. Um, he's coming to camp in much better shape as well. A lot of people who have covered him in 2022, you know, people who are actually there to watch the minor league games, you know, have said he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. They, he's almost unrecognizable, right? You know, this is a guy who's continued to add muscle, who's continued to work hard. I know that over the pandemic, he completely turned his game around. He completely he struggled to hit for power in years prior to the COVID pandemic, and he completely turned that around, right? So this is a guy who you know you can work, who you know is going to work hard, who you know is going to put in the effort, who you know is going to work off the field, on the field. He's been a great guy to me, but quite frankly, I'm the, the thing that I take the most out of this is that it's the work ethic, right? I've continued to see him progress. He's continued to get better, and he's continued to just be remarkable, right? And at this point, I hope he embraces not getting national support. I hope he embraces that kind of underdog mentality because when he's called up in, in you know, August or, or, or September and Yankee fans are like, look at this guy's stat line at the minor league level. Where's this, where, you know, where did this guy come from? You know, they're going to, that's when it's going to happen. That's when the buzz is going to be generated. You already hear a lot of buzz around him in spring training. There are already a lot of Yankee fans who they look at that top 30 list and they look at, and they say, you know what, this is BS. How is he not on this list? And that's good for him. I want him to keep embracing that underdog mentality because he's continued to work his ass off, and he's continued to get better. That's absolutely right. And yeah, we're going to dive into him a little bit more in the, in the following episode, so keep an eye out for that. It'll be about 10 minutes, really do a deep dive of Andrea Shapar and what he can offer this team as a long-term solution at maybe third base or first base behind Anthony Rizzo. You know, this is definitely a situation where he has some versatility. But the last guy on my list is Carlos Narvaez. This is a player... Nobody knew about. Maybe a hidden gem for the Yankees. A little bit older at 24 years old. Six foot, 190 pounds. Um, he's a catcher. You know, this is this is an interesting player who didn't perform that well in A plus last year in Hudson Valley. He had 194 with a 327 OBP. He had 11 homers with 35 RBIs and four stolen bases over 79 games and 300 plate appearances. His numbers aren't that great. Like he's not a great prospect by any means. But the kid freaking showed up, man. He showed up in spring training and put together a hell of a start, man. I mean, five at-bats, right? I mean, th- we're talking about a five at-bat sample size. Very small. Two runs, two hits, two homers, and three RBIs, including a walk-off on the other day against the Nationals. So you're looking at Carlos Narvaez. Most people are asking, who the hell is this guy? His MLB profile doesn't even have a freaking picture. He's so unknown. So looking at some guys that are just rising to the occasion, some players who we didn't really anticipate kind of making a name for themselves this spring. 
But this is another guy who's standing out, and I want to give him some credit because it's, it's well-deserved, Ryan. What are you thinking about Carlos Norvaez and what he's done so far? Yeah, so Norvaez hasn't shown much power at the minor league level. You know, last year was his first year with an above-average isolated power at 190. Um, but if some of the power we've seen early on can stick, maybe he's made some swing changes. We, you know, a lot of a lot of the progress that prospects makes go relatively undocumented, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because I'd love to see what these guys are doing behind the scenes. Uh, but I, I get it, right? You know, there's not a lot of national coverage on the minor leagues, especially if you're not considered a top 100 prospect. Um, Narvaez is someone who added on some power last year, hit 11 home runs, which is the most in his minor league career. Um, again, the WRC Plus was under 100 at high A. He struggled with his average. His bat bip was the worst of his career. Um, his strikeout rates weren't great. Uh, but if he's able to kind of translate that power and kind of lean into the identity of I'm a fly ball hitter, I'm going to hit the ball hard and continue to progress defensively. You know, yes, he's 24. He's entering his age 24 season. Uh, but if you get yourself, you know, if you kind of conquer double uh, A, which I imagine he could start at, you know, again, no Austin Wells, that's probably a place for him to naturally start at. Uh, I imagine Mickey Gasper, you know, is going to get sent to AAA or something. He's like 26. So uh, the Yankees kind of need all the catching depth they can get. Um, I, I view him as someone that could potentially pop off this year. I feel like there are certain prospects every year who kind of just come out of nowhere. And Narvaez so far in spring has shown that he may be that one, one of those guys. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I like seeing prospects who, quite frankly, are kind of in the middling part of their career where you're not really sure if they're going to take that next step or not, or if, you know, this is kind of it for them. This is their ceiling. Um, but, you know, if he could put together a pretty good year, if you could figure it out in the power department, if you're a power heavy uh, catcher with some pretty good defense, you'll fly through the minor leagues. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees could surely use some catcher depth right now, obviously, losing Ben Rortfett and Austin Wells and um, Josh Bro. So definitely an interesting situation developing here, guys. But I'd love to hear your perspectives below on these four players that we chose as standouts uh, so far in spring training. There are a couple others. You know, there are guys like Rafael Ortega, who had a tremendous day yesterday, a home run and a triple. He's making a strong case to be a potential solution in left field. Who knows? Uh, Peraza's had a pretty good start to spring. There have been some players that have really, you know, elevated their game. So Clark Schmidt, Dominguez. Go Herman, two guys kick some serious ass in their first outing. So we're excited about them as well. Always happy to hear your perspectives below. Make sure to like and subscribe as always, my friends, for everyday content. As always, we're posting shorts um, during the day on Twitter and obviously on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Just crossed 6K or 7K rather on TikTok. So shout out to Sam over there, our guy for doing some great work. Always appreciate all the love you guys have to offer. And as I said before, have a fantastic rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. We got you guys covered. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.